0: the all things blues and southern rock podcast a southern storm a bold liberating rock shot through with blues soul and gospel and now your hosts for
1: the show brian jones and jason johannes
2: welcome to another episode of the all things blues and southern rock podcast now on pantheon podcast you can go on there and check out uh so many other great uh, shows, podcasts to listen to. And uh, Jason's here and he might even tell you about some.
0: Oh, you know, all of our friends out there in Pantheon podcast land. So Jay from the Hook Rocks, we've got Mistress Carrie, we've got uh, What's Hot in Strip Clubs, Brian. I know that's your favorite one.
2: I have yet to listen to that, but I can kind of guess, you know. (laughs) You know, I
0: did find out the format. It's about what songs they think would be hot in a strip club. Right, right. I said, Pour you know, some, some, sugar the, on some me. of the bands we have on here might might work out. You know, it's all it's possible.
2: Two Live Crew, The Train,
0: <laughs> Def <laughs> Leppard did just come out with an album of all the hits, but to sent to orchestral backing music. So, you know, Pour Some Sugar on Me was always a the the best one. So they now they can do that to orchestra versions of the song. <laughs> wow.
2: Um. So heard from uh, Adam. Hamilton thanked us for being on the podcast, and he turned us on to some new music. Gentleman named Mark Knight, who used to be in Bang Tango, who's now doing like a almost like a Jason Isbell, Tom Petty kind of style,
0: like an Americana style music. Yeah, yeah.
2: and listen to it, and I think it's fantastic. And we've reached out to him, and he's he's game to be a guest.
0: Yeah, it was it was good talking with Adam finally in person guys got connections out the door. Hopefully everybody enjoyed that interview last week and Mark is great. I you know when I saw that post I I put it up on our site. Listen to the music too, Brian I was like man this is really good right totally up our alley.
2: Right for sure. Uh, Other big news of the day. Uh, I've been like chatting back and forth with uh, Bryson from Mojo Thunder. Um, They're playing this black mountain jamboree uh, little festival. Uh, right in like uh, southern Kentucky and and I'm trying to pull out all the stops to to go but I'm chatting with him and I'm like hey when can I call you and he's like well because I'm in the studio all week now so next week we can hook up on a call and it's like holy shit right on they're got new music they're working on and they even posted it like on the Facebook short swing which I get confused with with uh with uh TikTok is that's, that's like the Facebook like competition is the Facebook Shorts. So tick
0: yeah, I pretty much, or it's like the Reels on Instagram. Yeah. And sometimes people do TikToks and then the Reels on Instagram, but they're also the story. I I don't know. I'm too old to understand how the tock stuff works. Yeah.
2: So he anyway, and I tried to back at him, and he confirmed, yeah, that they're they're in a studio, they're in a studio in Lexington. He didn't say the name of or the producer or whatever, but uh nice. They're gonna cut like 16 songs, and and eight or nine of overachievers so.
0: 16 that's a lot they could almost do a double
2: album yeah and you know who else is in
0: the studio and i sent you a picture studio. who else uh goodbye june's in the studio right they're now. in the studio they're in the studio
2: wow because you know that's that's pretty cool because uh you know having just you know tyler just produced you know the weathered souls record mm-hmm and then they go in themselves. I wonder if they're working at the same time. But no,
0: Yeah, that's, I, I that's sent him a text awesome. and just said, hey, what's going on with Goodbye June? And he said, this is what's going on. And sent me a picture of all all their instruments and then in the recording studio. So I said, all right, well, what's the timing? He thinks fall and with a winter release. they
2: will cool. be done in
0: fall with a winter release.
2: Okay, cool. Looking
0: forward to that. Their last record was killer too. So Mojo, man, if we get Mojo Thunder and, uh, and uh, um, Goodbye June out this year, that'll be
2: great. It'll be will be great. I, I I dropped that line with him, too. It's like, when's the record going to come out? Because, of course, you guys are a priority to come on when that. Happens. Yeah,
0: right. Our friend. Yeah. Well, uh, L.A. Guns is super out Adam Hamilton. They've got their new album's going to come out before the end of the year as well. So they're going to mm-hmm. have two in one year.
2: Oh, wow. Really? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Cool. And the Cold Stairs right. are supposed to have another one come out by the end of the year. So there's a lot of there's a lot, a lot of, of double dipping this year. Yeah. I'm excited. I means we're going to be very busy this fall and winter with podcasts.
2: And uh, Jack's record just came out. Jack Salvo, just her record just came out recently. We're uh, trying to get her in the schedule somewhere and playing a little email tag and whatnot. So
0: We'll, we'll get her back. She's one of our favorites has been on there. And, you know, speaking which, Brian, we've got a lot of uh, people lined up that are come on. Should we should we give people a little bit of taste? Sure. Of I mean, it's, it's, up here?
2: it's hard to keep track. I, like, I sometimes I just keep in my head and I'll write like a thing. I got some note notebook app on my phone and I'll write it on paper and remind me. Well, who, <laughs> yeah, here's, your, here's who
0: we've been talking to and are going to be coming. Steve Gorman is going to come back on sometime soon to talk about his new project. Uh, the Bagman with Nick Gorvick, who he plays with in Trick Hippie, also Band of Heathens, and Luther Dickinson from, of course, the North Mississippi All-Stars. And he played with them a bit for the Black Crows. So looking forward to having Steve back on when we can get a date settled. Um, Eliza Neal, who's Eliza Neals, who's a good uh, blues artist out of Detroit. Yep. Um, we also have um Blanken, uh, Alan Paul, who who wrote the uh, co-wrote the uh, the book. Um on uh i think on the Almond brothers band with our buddy andy aldort he's got a book about the making of the brothers and sisters Almond brothers record so he's going to be on um samantha we're working with samantha fish's pr to get her on at the same time too brian it's a lot of blues people actually
2: yeah and there's also a couple of you know more bands southern bands i got a you know a talk to a couple of bands that won the bourbon brothers one uh, the Delta Suns uh, talking about them; they're ready and whatever. And also, uh, uh, speaking of Delta, the Delta generators from up northeast near our friend Seth Miller's area, um, and Seth has helped with with uh, hooking those guys up with us. So we'll look forward to that. Seth being our you know friends through the state of America, and I am wearing my state of America. T-shirt. You are
0: wearing your state of America shirt tonight. Look at you. Yep. representing representing our brothers indeed
2: and there's hey, so many Speaking
0: of which posters did you get posters from those guys from i did posters? i got
2: i got a uh poster from the crows run at the fillmore in december of 2010 and then like a they did like a comic strip kind of thing and uh i'm assuming
0: yeah you sent me a picture of that one that was awesome have you
2: gotten that yet or did you get something different they sent me uh
0: three shows from the columbus area over the years so i was really stoked for that because those were all three shows i actually attended
2: right yeah and me too like the and the last part of the comic strip says you know they're headed to uh playmakers pavilion in fargo it was this was like in september of 2006 like, yeah it was at that show
0: those guys are great. You know, one, they do a good podcast. They talk great crow stuff and related music. Super nice guys. And if you join the Patreon, Patreon, you get stuff like that. They are very giving for the Patreon members. Join it.
2: Yeah. And they're a great influence on the, on the podcast here and, and great uh source to try to kind of, you know, get some ideas for. Yeah. Know.
0: Shout out David and Ian. Cause I know you're listening. Thank you guys. <laughs>
2: Well, there's a lot of great new bands, and we're, we have another one coming up, and that that will be the Dirty Gospel with uh, Garrett Holloway and Jared Jet. What a great! Uh, right out of Tennessee, Brian. So
0: Tennessee, we've talked to a lot of Tennessee artists lately. They're starting getting in that Kentucky territory. Just every time you turn around, there's a good band.
2: Yeah, Nashville, Nashville. Well, another band that's playing at the Black Mountain Jamboree is Dioji from from nashville but we're talking about the dirty gospel out of um, knoxville right these guys are not right, yeah yeah and they like they live real close to the shed i believe yeah like five minutes away you'll hear some
0: stories shed. about that with the shed and blackberry smoke and them dirty roses
2: i was just watching some uh blackberry smoke from the shed last night a little bit
0: god so good so good they're not coming in in ohio so far this summer i'm a little disappointed by that i keep, yeah. keep maybe in the fall they'll come around here yeah
2: um but no i i came across the dirty gospel because there was a uh ad i think i was on them dirty roses site where they they both played the same weekend at uh, at the shed right so it was the double dirty weekend with the dirty the Gospel and dirty. Them dirty roses. i love that also that would we, have made some good merch brian yeah.
0: some good double dirty merch
2: and also where i came across one for the road um they opened for the dirty gospel and they'll Talk a little bit about seeing, going to see their show. And, uh, well, just great. Fabulous. What else can I say? That's it. Let's just talk to the guys and let everybody hear it. All right, you guys. Kick back, relax, and listen to our conversation with Garrett and Jared from the Dirty Gospel. Jason's going to introduce our guest today. And I am
0: super excited to introduce our guest today. It's a cool band out of Tennessee. Tennessee's Tennessee and Georgia, Brian, are growing to the level of these bands that we see out of Kentucky. Every time we turn around, there's a new good band we're discovering out of Tennessee. And these guys certainly are fit that mold. But we have Garrett and Jared from The Dirty Gospel. How are you doing, guys?
2: Doing good yeah thanks for having us on yeah thanks for being on how's everything there uh you're near knoxville correct
3: correct yeah i'd say we're about 10 15 minutes south of knoxville
2: right on right on so man we gotta just hear about how this old dirty gospel band came about man uh
3: me and jared here we've been uh best friends for quite a while now uh we actually went through high school together um And we kind of learned to play together, Um, started playing, you know, cover music, just like everybody. And um, after probably, I don't know, maybe eight years of playing cover stuff around town and everything, we were just kind of like, you know, there's more to it. And uh, we wanted to find something else that's going to kind of keep us interested and kind of keep the juices flowing. So we just decided to kind of move towards an original project and then you know, naturally we just needed to go on and change the name and just kind of get a whole new fresh start. So that's kind of how the Dirty Gospel started.
0: Were you guys doing this as a high school covers band, just the two of you, or did you have other classmates rounding out the uh, the band?
4: Yeah, we had a couple of other guys playing with us, you know. Um, there, there's a guy that's played with us for a long time. Um, he introduced Garrett and I, and, I, you know, I remember it's fun. It's, it's funny you asked that, because looking back, you know, uh G- Garrett and I actually met we were both holding the guitar
0: Pro- I, I remember I, yeah. was, I think I was
1: probably <laughs> were in you it.
0: holding the same guitar not not the same <laughs> not guitar. the same I mean you I know you also, would meet that way no he was a fender guy back then yeah <laughs> oh I used yeah because yeah, you're using the Les Pauls now I can see from the photos
4: yeah yeah mostly mostly yeah when yeah once you go with the less Paul, it's hard it's hard to go back I still get the fender out <laughs> now and then but um but yeah, no, I just, uh, Garrett, again, Garrett and I met back in, I don't know, I was probably in eighth grade and, you know, it was funny, we just kind of clicked, clicked together or planned it. I, I feel like it was, uh, uh, I was like, wow, this guy kind of plays like I do. So, um, you know, years later, um, we were both, uh, this is after high school, we were in college and uh, we had a class together and we bumped into each other and he's like, hey man, uh, I'm kind of trying to start something up uh, once you come over tomorrow. And since then, man, we have just been, been getting after it.
0: <laughs> Did you guys meet in eighth grade at classes? You guys said you guys were both holding a guitar. Like where was this?
3: Well, it was actually at the, the, um, the other guy's house and he, he was the bass player for a long time. You know, I used to, I got to really playing with him a lot through church and it was like I said, it was just a mutual friend. It was, it was in his grade. I'm actually just a year too two younger, but, uh, we ended up going over to his parents' house at the time, and uh, he was actually in, you know, a cover band, and I remember thinking back then, like, it was, they were big time, you know, they had a full yeah. setup, had drums with racks and everything, and it was just, wow. like, oh, man, this is what it's about. I mean, this is Did you is have the thing on.
0: that flips the drums, like, 360, like Tommy Lee? <laughs> not, not quite <laughs> Motley Crue, but, uh, you
3: know, it was still, it was the, the next best thing at the time, and... I remember that was the first time I think we probably met was jamming over there at his house. And, you know, through high school, Jared ended up going through going to a different high school and graduating there. And so there was probably a couple of years of, we didn't see each other, but, you know, I just knew Jared was just a naturally very gifted guitarist. And uh, you could tell that it's just like a, the way he plays is very natural. It's not something that you can necessarily teach. It's, it's a lot of feel. And, um, at the time, I was uh, we were I was putting together a project, and I was just walking through college, uh, walking through the campus there, and bumped into Jared, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, it's, it had to be fate!" Then you know, it was just like, "Man, what are you doing this afternoon?" Like, I'm putting something together. You still play? Would you want to come over? And he knocked the dust off the instrument and came over and he hadn't lost it so and we've been playing ever since
5: hello pantheon podcast listeners christian swain here to tell you more about my experience with raycon earbuds our family now has three pairs of raycon earbuds around the house and my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price and yes she loves them now if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of raycons
2: Where does the name, the dirty gospel come from? That's up for interpretation. (laughs) We've heard a lot of different theories. And
4: I think to be honest with you, all of us have our own, but, uh, I think, I think it, the, the, the commonality between all of our opinions on, on the dirty gospel is, is it's rock and roll. It's just down and dirty rock and roll. Uh, you know, we we all believe in that. And that's something that, um, that we can all kind of get behind. So,
3: yeah, I I think a lot of people always think that it's always, you know, you must be as this, I don't know, sacrilegious or anything like that. And man, it's, it's all what you want it to believe or whatever you think it is. But at the end of the day for us, it just means rock and roll.
2: That's awesome, man. That's really awesome. It's i totally can identify with that. man i wish you guys hadn't thought of this name and i saw it at the beginning (laughs) of the podcast that would be a great
0: i was gonna say that'd be a great (laughs) name for the podcast the dirty gospel
2: (laughs) anyway speaking of dirty and where i saw you guys was like on a a, a, i think it was on them dirty roses website where it was like a friday and saturday was it at the shed that's correct yeah and then you guys played friday them dirty roses played saturday and then one for the road that we've had on to open for you guys. And then they ended up playing acoustic cause the Josephines could make it. So I don't know how he, he had a title there, but it was like the double dirty, whatever. Yeah. yeah dirty double
3: weekend. I think.
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's
3: great. That,
4: man. That's cool, man. That, that's yeah. a hell
2: of a lineup. Cause everybody fits in so well on that, man.
4: Yeah. It was a lot of fun. That was, a, that was a, that was a fantastic weekend down at the shed. Um, you know, we're lucky enough to have uh, you know, that venue in our backyard. So, uh, we get all the music all the time, you know, going to high school and stuff. They're having blackberry smoke out here and all these, yep. all these things. I'm like, wow, that's, uh, <laughs> you know, we were kind of blessed to have a venue that supported, uh, that type of genre of music so close to us, you know? So that's, mm-hmm. that's kind of all kind of all we knew, you know? Yeah. So it's one of those thing. things
3: you take for granted, you know, it's so close. I mean, we definitely take advantage of it too, but, uh, uh, I, They they really they just know how to do it right over there at the shed. There's no doubt about that. And I I follow, you know, a lot of the fan pages of these other bands. And it's really cool to see like a lot of them. The the shed is a bucket list show for a lot of these fans, Mm -hmm. you know, and it's it's 15 minutes from here. You know, so it's a it's a cool deal uh, just to be that close and to have that kind of relationship with them. We're very blessed.
0: It's on my mm. list to go see, especially the Blackberry smoke, like the homecoming thing they do with the shed, which I think they just did, right? Correct. Yes, sir. Yeah, you guys go? Two, two, two weekends ago, yep, we were down there. <laughs>
1: did yeah, you, if you, you ever
0: make nights? it down, say so what? Did you guys go both nights?
2: Yeah. Yes, sir. Yep. Did yeah, the Vizal Thunderbolts open one of those nights or who?
3: No. They weren't <laughs> down there that weekend. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think, nice. to be honest with you, most of the bands that I heard um I hadn't ne- I'd never heard them before. um one of them was that other Knoxville band though um
0: cordovas the cordovas okay. yeah. yeah, they were great. No, no, no. Um, check them out. not familiar. Yeah, good stuff, really. I'll hit you guys up when I go down there. It's like Knoxville's five and a half hours for me, maybe where I'm at Yeah. Six, something well,
3: like please there. do man it wouldn't be it wouldn't be a thing at all to meet up over there great look
0: brian we're making friends everywhere i love it (laughs) all right what kind of what kind of cover songs were you guys playing when you're doing your high school band
3: man we played
0: we played a little bit of everything i think we've always
3: uh i think one thing that's kept us you know is this that southern rock leonard Mm -hmm. skinner ccr that's right that kind of good stuff i mean we we've, we've played a lot of oddball stuff. We might play a little outfield and stuff like that, but um, oh,
0: which one are we doing in the outfield though? Um My love? Love? your love Yeah. Yeah. Killer. Yeah. By Killer. the way, they're not a one-hit wonder band. They have a bunch of good songs. Not every <laughs> not everyone charted super high in the US, but check them out. Great band. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. i was just curious. Yeah, no, they're out was... something obscure like um um, say it ain't so which is not the weezer song it's their own it's their own song <laughs> yeah we heck i think we've even done that one once or twice. <laughs> <back> <laughs> in, back in the day. nothing wrong with think... throwing some weezer in a set you know <laughs> well you gotta yeah. think we're 90s babies so <laughs> yeah
2: jason was mentioned covers i want to know about how how did the originals start coming up but like is there do you have any specific kind of songwriting process do they just come how did that all come about
3: man there to say there's a process it's song by song you know but um typically the way like especially all the songs on this first album we're, we're doing a little different now but like the, this first album um i was i was primarily writing most of the material and then the way we would do it um is i would i would basically write them get them pretty dang close or whatever and then first thing is i want to go over here to jared and be like, Hey, this is what I'm, this is what I've got. This is what I'm thinking. What do you think? And then from there we would really fine tune it and kind of, you know, knock the edges off of it and then present it to the band. And, um, that's kind of how we did all the ones, the first album. Now, you know, since then we've really been doing some more writing out there in the studio or in the, sorry, in the studio, in the, uh, in the rehearsal room. Yeah. And we'll get out there and kind of just start playing off of each other. Um, and stuff like that, you know. Some of the songs when we were in the studio were written in the studio. Um, now we kind of have a little more uh, time, and I guess uh, this headspace and whatever, just to be able to write and create what we want, you know. Yeah.
2: You mentioned the studio. Where 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 was this recorded? Or have you recorded to different places? And if so do you have like engineer or producer? Yeah, we
4: played uh, Travis Warrick produce our record um, um, and it's uh, is it at Lakeside Studios in Knoxville it came to us highly recommended um, I think everybody in East Tennessee knows who Travis Warrick is and um, you know it was a uh, it, it was a great it was our first record so it was it was quite an experience um, it, it was it was really interesting Travis's Travis knows how to really um, inspire inspire his artists um so it was it it was a lot of fun it really was uh and travis is great
0: so rest of the band who's who's rounding out the rest of the band and, and when do they come in i said you guys both got back together on a college campus started putting this this you know at least you guys together when do the rest of the guys come in so the
3: rest of the guys with um this band now most of them are they've come a little bit later You know, we've definitely kind of went through uh, some different lineup changes and stuff like that. But, uh, you know, we've been this lineup now for over a year and definitely I think we've got a winner lineup now. Um, But we've got I guess John came in, was the next person to come in. And I'd say he was he came in probably two years ago
0: now. He's been playing keys with us, Um, keys backup. And he's awesome. I love – I was talking to Brian. Sorry to cut you off. I was talking to Brian before you guys came on. I'm like, anytime you get a band that focuses, like, the keys and the organ, I love, and his his playing is really good.
4: He's killer. It was funny because we – I think Garrett and I both had this sound that we wanted to come out of the keys, and we kept – and John didn't play that way. And um, eventually – I think we met somewhere in the middle and began to understand <laughs> that John, John is kind of his own thing. He plays this airy spacey mm-hmm. um, sort of keys and he's, he's really fantastic.
3: Absolutely. You know, John come from a very much like a singer songwriter, piano style background. So, you, you know, I mean, the, the organ is it, it might look like a piano, but it is absolutely a different instrument and it fits completely different with the music and, Man, from the day he started with us till today, it's it's amazing how well he blends with us. I mean, and it's just like what you're talking about with Southern Rock. In my opinion, you just about have to have that.
0: You got to have it. You got to. Yeah. So it's, it's the gospel.
2: <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> the dirty gospel.
3: Right. The dirty gospel. So um, then we got um, Chris Potosic on the drums. Um, he is uh, just a monster. He's been around here in the Knoxville scene for a long time. He's been out with uh, other bands um he's been around for a long time yeah. he's got a whole following himself but he he is he's the man he 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 was such a cool addition because the you know the drums a lot of times are kind of the unsung heroes that you don't get to see um you know especially the band you, if you don't have a drum rise or anything like that you know you might not even see him back there the whole show but Chris never has that problem. He, uh, he plays with so much energy and stuff. Like, I mean, the first show that he was with us, I remember people were coming up to us like, man, that drummer is insane. Yeah. Um, so we, we're very blessed and happy to have Chris along. And then right after Chris, we ended up getting Seth and, uh, he is Leon Wilkerson, uh, from Leonard Skinnerd reincarnated. I tell him that all the time. But man, it's so hard to find a bass player that plays like he does. And I mean, I swear he was born in the wrong era. But I'm glad he was. So, <laughs> <laughs> um,
2: you keep mentioning Knoxville, and you just said yourself the Knoxville scene. And that's we always ask our artists like where they're from. Is there legitimate scene there?
4: I uh, I wouldn't. There's a scene. I don't know if the Knoxville scene is as Southern Rock as we are. Um, there's more. There's more of a. I think Knoxville is more of a songwriter scene. Um,
0: I, I would have so your pop, country, like especially like pop country. Some, yeah,
3: you definitely have a lot of that modern country and stuff like that. There, there's a cool downtown scene for sure, um, but you know it's it's not quite not quite like Nashville, but you know, there, there is a, there is a cool, um, there's a couple really cool venues um, in the the downtown market square scene. Um, You've got a place we played at recently, open cord in Knoxville there. They've got some pretty cool um, artists that come through there. And yeah, it's, it's pretty neat. We did the, um, the blue plate special recently um, down in Knoxville um, where we basically played actually on air. Um, It was pretty neat. (laughs) no pressure, but, uh, no pressure. Yeah. yeah, no, but it was, a it was a great experience.
2: Um, how about for blues, uh, blue, are there blues players there? And, and are you guys influenced particularly by any blues artists?
4: Yeah, I, there's not a huge blues, blues scene in Knoxville, but the second part of the question, I can, I can tell you, you know, like Gara said, I was a, a Fender guy. I was a strap, a strap <laughs> player for a long time. Um, and I, I think that it's probably, you know, when I was, I don't know if I was, I think I was 14 or 15, um, I picked up John Mayer's Continuum record. Um, and uh, that, to me, that was just so incredible. Um, and from there, you know, obviously, I went into all the people that, that influenced John Mayer, um, even all the way back to, you know, uh, bands like ACDC and started pointing out, you know, everything that, you know all those pentatonic shapes and stuff like that that's you know that's I love that stuff john mayer um <coughs> eric clapton there's definitely a blues in, influence what we do hopefully you can hear it i don't know
2: <laughs> so i want to ask us uh, specifically about already gone that song i just love the intro there um, how did that come about? And it's just it's familiar for some reason, but I dig it. Man, I don't know. Uh, you know, I, I'm not. I don't know if it was.
3: It definitely wasn't intentional. If it was familiar or anything like that, um, you know, it was. I, I can remember writing it. It was just sitting in here in the living room with an acoustic guitar. You know, time was working a day job, and a lot of times when it comes with writing. You know, you just get something in your head, you know, and mm-hmm. you're like, oh, my gosh, I got to I got to put that down right now. And, and I really and truly that um, that that progression that you go, that little walk down chromatic thing. It really wasn't even so much that as it was the harmony part that really right. wrote that, um, which is what you hear. at like the end of the song. Mm-hmm. You'll hear both of us kick in on the, the dueling guitars. And that's what I was kind of like trying to like recreate that. And I'm like, all right, well, that's going to have to be that FCG walk down, you know. Um, so that's just kind of how we decided to just heck it was so good at the end. Let's just kick the song off with it. Yeah.
4: Yeah. That's one of those songs that didn't actually form until we were really in the studio. Yeah. Um, it did. That's one of those that we was kind of a a skeleton when we went in and we were like, you know, maybe if there's one to cut, it's probably going to be that one. Um, but uh, it's it survived. So I think, you know, I think we've had a good response to that song. And it's, it's definitely one of my favorite on the record.
0: <clears throat> and with that, that's interesting, though. You know, I've, I'm have i in a band. We've done a couple albums, but we've showed up at the studio sometimes with a skeleton of a song. Not sure really what we were going to do with it. Did you have your producer help you or did you guys kind of figure that out on your own?
3: Yeah. I mean, our producer, the way he was working, I mean, he was definitely, we didn't so much write the songs in the
0: studio. That's right. But right. It was right. More yes, that of costs like, money we, because if you're not ready, absolutely. that costs a lot of money.
3: <laughs> right. I'm not that fast of a writer, <laughs> but, um, you know, he was definitely pushing hard you know and and things we were trying to do was and i I remember some key moments or key things that we were talking about in the studio was like you know all right we're going for a full album here it's not an ep it's full album we have to make sure we hit we want certain moments you know we don't want to we don't want to necessarily force the moments to create to make them happen but you know we started talking about different ideas of you know, different song tempos and beats and things like that. We would hear them and just kind of like, Hey man, like we need to, we need a song, you know, that is, you know, a little bit more laid back or man, I really think a cool strip down song would be great in here and things like that, you know? So that was kind of like the inspiration, the drive, like when we get, when it was back home and it was, you know, back to the grind of trying to write like, try to like channel that headspace of like, all right, what's a good, like I need to make a good like swinging ballad or I need a a good um, stripped down acoustic song or something like that. If that makes sense.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You know, producers are there to help push you guys and make you better. And we had one song off our third album where it just wasn't working and he sat us down and said, are you guys happy with that? And we're like, no, but we ended up creating a better song out of it, you know, and we had another song too off our second record where we're writing right up to the point that, that we recorded. So it's, it's it's interesting sometimes where the producers yeah. come in and help you or how much space they can provide to let you figure things out on your own. But again, you don't want to wait too long in the studio because all <laughs> it's just rolling up the dollars every minute that goes by.
3: Absolutely. And, you know, they all
0: have their own different
3: methods of how they want to, you know,
0: they're, you're trying to get to point B. There's I like when they look at you with there. like a, a look of disappointment like your parents do. That's my favorite. I don't <laughs> yeah. <say anything>. They <laughs> just have a disappointed look on had their a face. a few of
3: them.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Me too. I, I will say, though, you know, a, a big part of that, just to add to, you know, the the kind of, you know, not a song not being complete when we got it to the studio. Um, you know, Garrett, Garrett and I both play, you know, a lot of the leads, you know, I, yeah, you know, I, in a lot of stuff it's listed. I'm the lead player, but Garrett plays a lot of lead as well. So it's funny. It's a, a lot of the discussions were, you know, who's going to play this part, um, <laughs> uh, and and if if you're going to play it, then, then what am I going to do here? So a lot, a lot of a big part of the of our music came from those kind of conversations, and it's it's having to find somewhere else to stay out of each other's way. And, you know, a lot of that came in the studio, but, but a ton of that came from just the years we've played together. You know, I think, I think maybe um, in at times we've overcompensated and there are parts where it's like, you know, you should put some notes in there, but I think we both prefer um, we both are. We love to play guitar. We love to shred. We love all that stuff. But um, I think we've come to appreciate the spots where uh, you don't overplay, you know, even though there's two guitarists that we, we both really like to, to throw in little leads and stuff um, where we've learned to refrain and appreciate those, uh, those parts where there's not any lead being played and, and, and really, really come to love those little pockets of the music. So.
3: <laughs> yeah. I think that you get to this point where it's, you know, less is more in some mm-hmm. situations. And I also think like, you know, for years, it was just two, us two guitars, you know, bass drums, obviously, but uh, just two guitars. But, you know, when you add that fifth member that keys in, you know, you're you're creating a wall of sound. And every time you add somebody else, that's that much less you need to play to create that wall, you know. And that I think this the, the first album, I think we were definitely already starting to re- we already kind of were on to that before we got into the studio. But I think during the studio and coming out of the studio, we really understood, you know, where do we each other live in these songs and how do we stay out of each other's way?
2: Does that change at all on stage from from what, how something was played in the studio or on the record? Is, that, is there any way that that you know, transform at all? Like you ever play something like a little bit different in the live setting or... You know, I mean, for the most part,
3: no, it doesn't change. There's been a, there's probably one or two um, little runs here and there, like um, you know, where maybe I'm singing a, a, you know, an outro chorus or something like that, and I'm not gonna probably rip over top of that. I'm not, I'm not quite John Mayer, but, um, <laughs> uh, but and Gerald will just go on and, and grab it, even if I was the one that did during the studio, but. Um, for the most part, man, we really try to do the album justice as much as we can and play the parts that we did and we right. created.
2: Right on, right on. Um, so we've already mentioned Blackberry Smoke, and of course we consider them, and for me, I consider them and Whiskey Myers to be the flagships of this kind of music. And But besides them, let's say anybody that's been around for like 20 years, all the way down to five years or new um, Who are you guys really digging? Who do you have camaraderie with? And then I'll have a second question after that.
4: You know, we played with Tanner Usry this weekend and um, they put on a hell of a show. Um, I don't know if I was expecting the extent to the, you know, rock and roll kind of takes over their show, but they were, they were tremendous. Uh, So that, that was interesting, but you know, I think we listen to, we listen to all the people that are out today, you know, them Dirty roses. We we're certainly aware of what they're doing. They're, they're fantastic. Um, Thunderbolts, Thunderbolts, um, um, still woods, you know, one for the road, these bands, uh, I think they get it, you know, when you, when you walk in a room and you see the, these, these folks play and it's like, Oh, they, they get it. Um,
3: um, yeah. I think, uh, Man, I'll even go as far as like Turnpike Troubadours, you know. I was so excited to hear they were back uh, swinging, you know. And they, they were one of my favorites back in the day when they got back together. I was <laughs> I so dang excited. I remember Jerry, like, dude, Turnpike's back. We've got to go see them. <laughs> and we are yet to see them, but it, it's going to happen.
2: I think you kind of already answered the second one because we always ask, like, we're always looking – for any new artists that we may not have heard of. So we're always wondering, like, is there anybody out there that, that you would like, oh man, you got to listen to so-and-so and they'll really knock your socks off.
3: Uh, Turnpike. I mean, not their, you know, small, you know, y'all probably have heard of Turnpike. Oh yeah, but,
1: for sure. Yeah.
3: Dude, I'll tell you a band um, that we saw and I, I, I would love to go see them again. I just haven't seen them close by. Um, And there were another one of these that they were a killer band and they ended up breaking up and now they're back together. It's the the Delta Saints. Oh, yeah,
0: man. Oh, yeah. I've I've heard of those guys. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Okay. well, dang, I guess I got to think of another
4: one. Delta Delta Saints destroyed a stage. One time we were were seeing this was probably
3: 12 years ago. We were seeing
4: uh, Blackberry Smoke play in Chattanooga.
3: And the Delta Saints came out and just completely destroyed. Never heard them. Never You know, they had no idea who they were. Honest to God, didn't even really care like who was opening the show. We were just going to see Smoke, and we were sitting there, and that band came out. And I remember we weren't even through the first song, and me and him were looking at each other like who the heck is this? <laughs> like, holy crap. We, I mean, smoke obviously killed, but yeah, yeah, I mean, we talked the whole way home. Like there's nothing better, you know, when you go see a, a band live and you, uh, the, the cover band or not the cover band, the opening band was, you know, just mm. as good or, you know, impressed you. And you just had no idea that they were going to be there, you know? So it was just kind of like the, the cherry on top for the, the show. Yeah. It, it's cool when you discover a band live too, you know? You know, it's one thing just you know going down a wormhole on YouTube or something, but
0: yeah, I definitely <laughs> yeah. like their live stuff. I'll listen to their album, but their live show with all the energy and everything is a lot better than just listening to it the music. Absolutely.
2: So what what's next for the band as far as touring, playing shows? Man, we're uh we're just you know, we're kind of trying to break out of here.
3: Um we are we're getting out into Chattanooga. We would play that uh, North Georgia show um, just this past weekend. Um, and that's kind of where we're, where we have our uh, crosshairs uh, pointed right now is just trying to um, get out of here in our, you know, in a regional um, map, you know, three hours all around us, you know, that's where we want to be. Um, you know, we've made some, some big moves just lately. Um, I've actually, I was, working just a regular eight to five job up until just recently. And I have, uh, I basically left it and I've gotten an offer from an old friend to kind of join on with him and kind of do some events with him. And that's going to basically kind of get me out of the eight to five, um, and have a lot more flexible schedule. Um, so I shouldn't have to miss a show. I should be able to be able to take every opportunity that comes our way, hopefully. So, right now we're in the best position we've been to be able to start trying yeah. to, to break out of here and, um, you know, maybe start putting some small runs together or if somebody asks us to, to play a, a good handful of dates with them or something, we're, you know, the truck's ready and the trailer's hooked up to
2: it and we're ready to go. Very cool. Very cool.
0: And when there are a lot of Brian, there are a lot of great places too: uh, Tennessee, Kentucky, yeah. Um, Georgia, as we talk to these bands from these areas that we know, we see go to shows like um, you guys could do well. Even moving on up the Kentucky through Lexington, uh, Covington, with the Southgate House. There are plenty of places you guys could hit the road.
4: Yeah, for sure. For sure. And we're, we're excited. We've got some some exi-
3: exciting stuff coming up. So stay tuned. I don't know if we can say. Yeah, um, I don't. We, we do have a, a, a big show that we are pretty excited about here um, in September of this year. Um, it's actually going to be on my anniversary, but it's September 2nd. We're going to be down there at the show. Wait a minute. Your
0: wedding anniversary? Yes. Is everything okay with the, with
3: the wife? She is more than happy. Elizabeth, she, okay. you could almost consider her almost sixth member in the band. She's, she's, she's very much in this, so... Um, but yeah, we're we're all good. We're we're going to be playing down there at the shed. We'll be opening up for Kentucky Headhunters. So oh nice, yep,
0: there are buddies. Yeah, September awesome. Greg and Richard, we've had those guys on a few, quite a few times. Greg, Greg, a lot.
3: Yeah, we're we're absolutely stoked to
0: do that. Wait, what, what day is that again, Garrett? September the second. September second. Okay, gotcha. All right. Wow, my That's kids will awesome. be both. My kids will both be in college in the fall, <laughs> so I have freedom. Well. It's a good time to come down here. It'd be a good time it, to meet. <laughs> it would be a good time to, in like weather wise and time of season be beautiful.
2: <laughs> Absolutely. Let's cross those fingers. <laughs>
0: right. If I could afford to, again, I'll have both kids in college. So yeah. hopefully the tickets aren't crazy. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> no, that's very cool. Congratulations for you guys. I mean, that's, yeah. that's you know, to, to get to know those guys and play a show and open for them. I think one for the road's open for them too. Um, yep. Yeah. But yeah, like like Jason said, we've had Greg on several times, and we've had Richard on a couple times, and those guys are absolutely awesome.
1: Yeah,
0: very
2: cool. Yeah. Good to Jason, learn from
1: them.
0: Yes.
2: Is it that Go time for of the show?
0: <laughs> yes, but before we get into the lightning round, guys, you both play yeah. guitar. I've looked at your pictures. We got to talk a little bit of gear first.
1: Sure. Hey, we're we're always
0: down to talk gear.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: All right. Garrett, you got that nice Firebird. Jared, you got mostly, you mostly play the Les Paul. I know you bring out your Fender every once in a while. Right. Tell me why you picked those instruments.
3: Man, I think, uh, you know, you look at the Southern rock, the history of Southern rock and all these bands, you know, that sound that you were trying to, that we want to be and what just comes naturally to us, it always has to do with those humbuckers or P90s. Um, nothing wrong with a single coil, but um, for us, man, we love that fat sound. Um, and Gibson just always <laughs> seems yeah. to be that. that Is it, your
0: Firebird the mini homes like the '70s style mini humbuckers, or they full on? It's yeah, it's those Firebird pickups, and
3: it's actually a '94 model. Yeah. Uh, so it's you know it's got the banjo tuners and all that kind of good stuff. But yeah, yeah, but and 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 it's cool because you know even there's a big difference, you know, even just between the fire, like a firebird and a Les Paul, you know, you can play a Les mm-hmm. Paul and you still get some sonic differences. Yeah. Um, sure. You know, you, you, a lot of times you do see a fender and a Gibson on stage and we can still kind of get that with just my firebird and his
0: Les well, Paul. Those mini humbuckers, right. Those are definitely different than the full on P you know, path style humbucker. So, yeah. Yeah, Absolutely.
3: And I usually swap over to the P90s a lot too. Um, I've got my my special that I've played for years. That's like mm. my that's my baby. Um, what color is it? What color is it? it? It's flat black. Oh, nice. I've had it for it's probably about as long as we've been playing together, and I don't think it'll ever go. That's, that's single cut, double
0: know. cut. What do we got? Single cut. Okay, so like my TV yellow one, except it's black. Yep, that's it. Yeah. Wraparound bridge. Yes, sir. Yeah.
5: Now you you're talking my
0: language. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I would say you have good taste. I want a Firebird. I don't have a Firebird. There's no reason for me to get a Firebird other than they look cool.
3: Ah, <laughs> oh, you never know, man. It's it's a diff- it's another tool in the toolbox. Yeah, it's true. That's
0: true. You know, that's for that's for sure. But good guitar choices. All right, Jared, for you. You're primarily playing that Les Paul. Now you moved on from a a Strat, like what do you like about the Les Paul?
4: Oh man, it's so beefy. It's great. I mean, and I've, I've recently started playing Marshalls as
0: well. So it's,
4: you just can't Mm -hmm. be a Les Paul through a Marshall, you know, um, for, I guess for me, I've found the guitar that, that, that I'm going to play, um, until I find something else that really blows my mind. But, um, the way Gibson is making less balls now, it's just tremendous. But um, you know, I picked up. I'm playing through a you know an old Marshall Blues Breaker and a uh, a Silver Jubilee. So it's it's really like it's like a playground up there. It's it's so much fun breaking um, those amps, and uh, I mean, it's so much fun for me. I know I know everyone else in the band is. <laughs>
0: Uh, uh hey, Garrett's a over there <laughs>
4: yeah no it's so much fun being able to prank the marshals
0: well you're probably not using that many pedals then are you
4: i use a couple yeah i use a couple um mostly modulation stuff but uh yeah yeah there's a delay there's
0: reverb a... you got a tuner what do we got wall Re- pedal
4: reverb tremolo uh, tremolo has mm-hmm. been a big one here
0: of late um
4: Uh, A little bit of delay sometimes, um, but no, that's pretty much it. I've got, I've got a, uh, it's a baby blues and I can't remember who makes that. If you, if you ask me any other time, I could tell you, but, uh, it's, it's, a baby blues pedal and it's, it's really got a nice, warm, uh, ZZ top style drive that you can just kind of put over top of, of a Marshall that, that fits really well with it. So, um. I'm really happy with that.
0: Uh, Your Les Paul, is it a '50s or '60s style neck?
4: It's a '50s style neck. It's it's huge.
0: Yeah, you got the chunk. (laughs) Yeah, you got the baseball bat going on.
4: No, it's great though. You know, going from a a Strat neck to that, it's uh, it's it was a big change, but
0: it different shape, different size, man.
4: Yeah, yeah. No, it's great. It's great.
0: Um, which I thought you guys looked like both were playing orange amps and Garrett, that must be you. And is, is the bass player also playing orange?
3: No. So, uh, I, I well, I, I run an orange cab. Okay. Uh, I've actually got a Sur head that I, I run with it. Um, it's a badger 18. Um, and that, that amp I've had it for a while now and I was running an AC 30, which still have it, but I was running an AC30 up until I got that one. And I remember me and him, we were walked into a a store one day and I think we were looking for pedals or something. I don't know. But we walked in and there that thing was sitting there, you know, on sale or whatever. And I was like, man, I've never played one of those. And just turning that amp on, plugging into it, I had it dialed in within probably 10 seconds. And I was like, I might have to go home with this one. (laughs) And uh as far as Seth he plays that uh, Martin bass yeah.
0: rig. I couldn't tell. I went I switched from Vox to Orange a couple of years ago and why I still like the old, you know the Vox stuff. Uh the Orange dude it's just like crunchy goodness rock and roll right there.
3: It's rock and roll absolutely.
0: And it's orange so it just stands out. Yeah.
3: yeah. And it's extra heavy.
0: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> heavy that's good unless you're middle-aged with a bad back like i am it's not as good but you know it's great
3: until after the show
0: that's why my my les paul is a 60s neck that because it's a little less weighty it's the standard still mine's running about nine pounds but you know i didn't want that extra beefy neck to throw more weight on it
4: right 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 yeah Definitely, definitely weighs on the back after, after an hour up there. I'm using now.
0: padded, padded guitar straps now, like with these big, like memory foam things, just because I'm old and beat up. Yeah. I hear you. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. No, nothing wrong with that indeed. Um, all right we'll move on to some of the dumb questions that those are good gear gear talk. We won't go too far because, because Brian, you know, we don't have a bass player on for Brian. So he gets, he gets slept out a little bit, (laughs) but he's learning stuff right from all this gear talk. (laughs) I am. Last gear question though, for for both of you, Uh, if you could pick any piece of gear in the world, price doesn't matter. What are you guys choosing? Holy cow.
4: Uh, fifties,
0: Les Paul jr. Probably. Which oh. tobacco or black? I would go to TV black. yellow black. Yeah. So, I want a black jr. I want a black jr. I
3: love am a, I am a fan of the TV yellow. I've really got my eyes on, I want, I would love, um, an old, um, Alpine white SG jr. That's wow. kind of what, like, oh. that's what I'm looking for right now. So. Good luck. I, hilarious why
0: yeah and when you find it it's not going to be cheap but we, i did say price is not an option with this correct yeah jared jared what did you say
4: i i think i have to agree with him i think we've got similar taste in guitars okay. i think you know we play different stuff because we find ways to fit together and, and play together you know you can't have a bunch of a bunch of humbucker, too many humbuckers on stage um uh, but i i think i agree with the – or an sg jr one of the you know an old Polaris white in fact i mean you, you can't really beat that
0: yeah you, you guys want to find one and fight over it aren't you
3: yeah probably so we'll have to, like <laughs> we could just go in on it probably and then yeah it, sure you know, but uh you've, you've been, been looking trade it off a, on
0: stage in the studio nothing wrong with that. It's a lot cheaper that way
3: yeah and you can kind of look up like the 335s and stuff
0: like that oh. too
4: thinking about it, but I don't know if, uh, that's, that's quite, that's a big difference in sound when you, when yeah. you switch 335 or, you know, something that's hollow. So that, you know, probably, probably soon, but I don't know how much I'll have it out.
0: <laughs> I just, um, over the winter, cause one of our friends and guests talked me into it. I got the Joe Bonamassa Epiphone 335 62 custom reissue and it's, uh, Gibson USA, um yeah. pickups wiring i mean it's got that little uh trem- tremolo bar on it like it sounds and ing- great and plays great and like i am actually impressed that it's an epiphone i actually sold a gibson sg i wasn't i never really played just to yeah. buy that yeah oh yeah
4: no the Epip- epiphone um that the 335s that they come out with are excellent
0: they really are I I can't believe how good it sounds. It's a little heavy just because a tremolo bar, like in tailpiece, adds a little weight right. on. But dude, it plays great. I did a little setting up on it when I got, because you know it's coming over from China, or whatever. But dude, the, the pickups, it sounds amazing. It sounds it plays great.
3: Oh, for sure. I'd say it resonates. There's no doubt about that. Big old guitars.
0: Yeah. Oh, did it? Did. <laughs> it's big. When I brought it to our practice, our drummer was like, "Man, is that a heavy guitar? It's so big." I'm like. It's not really heavy, but it is a big guitar, but it's, you know, it's a semi hollow body. It's got stuff carved out, but it's a great, so where I'm going is a great alternative if you're, you know, cause those, man, those Gibson 335s are like 3,500, for grand new and used are just a little over three. They're way expensive. Absolutely. Yeah. I'll say they're worth it though. You know. <laughs> oh, sure. 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 But, uh, we had an inside track on, on some information on those and I took it and ran with it. I'm happy about the purchase. No, All right. I'm- I w- I will move on because this isn't about me and my shit. Um what's the first concert you guys ever went to?
3: Oh man. Talk about uh, a question we sh- I should know. You know what?
4: This is <laughs> funny. I think I was in 6th grade uh county fair, Blake Shelton. Mullet oh, Blake Shelton.
1: Nice. <laughs> oh, yeah.
0: Not uh the voice Blake Shelton or whatever, not right? The He's voice. on voice? Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: You know, mm-hmm.
3: it's I know that it's not the first concert, but I will say it's probably one of the first that I remember that I can absolutely remember being at because um, my parents definitely used to take me to concerts all the time when I was little. And I probably just couldn't remember them. Uh, but I would say it was the fall festival um, that we used to have here in Maryville. And man, they used to bring in some big acts for years um, mm-hmm. down here. And um, I think that the headliner, um, it might have been uh, I think it was ReBA. <laughs> I, I know McIntyre. that that was maybe one of the first one of the first concerts yeah. I've been to. Yeah. yeah nice.
0: Classic country-ish. Well, Blake Shelton's not mm-hmm. really classic country, ReBA is, but yeah, you know. A good mainstream country. Now you guys are doing this this southern rock thing.
4: <laughs> no, definitely. You know, if we could go back and see Tom Petty, you know, oh my gosh, it, it, I think if it would have been up to us, it would have been different. But that's sure. I think that's what most people here in the you know in the Bible Belt kind of gravitate to um is you know top top forty country. So a lot of us ended up growing up until we were until we started playing guitar and you know discovering music. You know Tom Petty and and the black nose yeah. stuff like that um yeah, yeah it was over from there but
0: when i was when my kids were younger i took them both to see tesla and then blackberry smoke and the magpie salute playing together oh um, man dude they you would think dude. they would have appreciated it more but no they were tired <laughs> and needed to sit down
3: <laughs> heck i appreciate it for them and that's awesome
0: <laughs> <laughs> i'm trying i'm trying no um, yeah. All right, what is the one band or artist you've seen the most? Mm. Man, mine's Blackberry Smoke. Yeah, same. Nice. right on. They never put a bad show on ever. I've seen them 10 times, never bad show. Nope, never been disappointed yet. The only time I've ever
3: been disappointed
0: was when they didn't play. There was one time
3: that the venue ended up canceling on them, and that was awful, but that was not their fault at all. And that's the only time I've ever left uh, left the venue kind of upset. But, man, anytime I've ever seen Blackberry Smoke, they absolutely crush. I mean, yeah. Did you see them on the
0: Whippoorwill Tour last fall and, and winter?
3: That's when we were supposed to see them <gasps> and it canceled. Oh, Yes. Bummer. And we were so excited. We were all going. And uh, we had a crew. We were all – gonna load up and go see him we were standing in line and they ended up coming out saying the show was canceled and it was wow. it was heartbreaking because yeah i mean the all their albums are great Will is
0: it's gonna be hard it's a, to be. it's a modern classic album in in the in the rock southern rock genre
2: yep. how, many, how, like, how many shows do y'all have each of them jason you said 10 i got eight
3: I think I figured it up the other day. I think I have either 13 or 14 where it's, it's one of the, I think it's 13, but my wife seems to think it might be 14, but I think it's 13.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Is she a fan? Seven or eight for me. Say what? Is your wife a fan as well?
3: Oh yeah. Yeah. His too. I mean, we, we all go and see him all the time. Uh, We'll we'll load up the whole crew.
0: (laughs) It's fun. I know Brian's wife is a fan of blackberry smoke and whiskey. Shoot mm-hmm. because he always. It's it's great when you have mm-hmm. shows that your wives can your wives can also appreciate to take with you. Hundred percent.
3: I, I completely agree. We're lucky to have them.
0: Yes, um, man. I tell you what. The one thing about the Whippoorwill tour, though, that was weird was ain't nothing left of me not being the last song in the set. So weird. Yeah, I know. I that
3: it is kind of one of those like things that you wait for at their shows and you know it's just gonna you know you're waiting to what are they going to go into mid-song you know right it's, right yeah because
0: they always play a cover in the middle of it right right yep yep uh we had charlie on right before that tour started to talk talk about that in the record and everything and we tried to convince them as like hey you should like you know how they always stop halfway through and do a cover well do that and in you know Stop, then go into the next song. And then when you're done with the Whip album or your set, go back to play the last half of Ain't Nothing Let The Me at the very end of the set. You yeah. should have
1: done it. That'd oh, have been a winner. <laughs>
0: he thought, hey, Brian, I think he thought about it for a second, but he never <laughs> but never did never did come to fruition, though. He tried. That would have been awesome. No, yeah. I've
3: seen
4: them put two or three songs in there, though. Uh, especially lately. They put they packed two or three songs in the middle of. Uh, Middle of, in
0: the middle of that one, yeah. They'll kind of tease you, you know, yeah. go into yeah. a petty or petty. Yeah, that's the last one I saw where they were we'll, yeah. doing. Yeah, I've, I've seen it, them do um, when the levee breaks as part of yeah. it. Yeah, I've um, seen that. Yeah. Killer. Yes. Killer. Those guys can do everything. I've, I've seen those guys cover Black Sabbath, like just ridiculous.
2: Yeah, usually throw in the beginning of Mississippi Kid, but I can't always remember where they do that at is it during sleeping dogs or is it in the middle of the whipper. Hmm. Or, uh, I'm going to say that's of
3: probably much left to me. Um, yeah. Just, I, I'd say it's probably that open G. I, I, I w- I'm pretty positive that that's yeah. probably how they would go into it if I had to, to guess. I don't know if I've seen that one live, but I have definitely. Uh, I think I've heard it, you know, on one of their live tapes because I've, I've listened to their, some of their live performances sometimes on mm-hmm. YouTube or whatever. So, yeah.
0: They're just, again you always get your money's worth and more anytime they play and they play for a long time. Yeah. God yeah, for, they've got quite for quite a new part. band. They are a great, a great, uh, representation, a great like reference or, you know, somebody to resemble, I, I guess that's the right word. Oh, yeah.
3: absolutely. They've got quite the catalog of songs now. I mean, I, I don't know exactly how many albums they have out. I shouldn't know for as many times
0: I've seen them, but,
3: um, <laughs> But I will say, you know, just like a couple weekends ago, you know, I was down there uh, all three nights. And I'll tell you, I, three nights in a row, there might have been a handful of songs that they played every night. But pretty much it was a different set. And mm. that's a, that's quite a feat, you know, mm. to be able to come down there and play that 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 big of a catalog of songs. And I mean, they played some stuff from their first album and every, I mean, it was, it was great.
1: Yeah.
0: God. Well, you almost have to, but again, Uh, they've they've had so many records over uh, such a long career.
4: Yeah. At one, at one point, I remember reading a, uh, there was a, I don't know if it was a news, an article. I don't, I remember where it was, but they had written up about the dirty gospel. And how he had started out as a Leonard Skinner cover band,
0: and I was like, "That's wrong. We're gonna play some Skinner." But (laughs) (laughs) what was your best cover of of a Blackberry Smoke song?
4: I'll tell you my my favorite cover. It may not have been our best. Uh, It's probably up there though. Uh, Everybody knows she's mine.
3: Yeah. Oh. Yeah. yeah, And we definitely used to do that one uh that was a good one and we we definitely used to do sleeping dogs um and we would do like their live show you know to go into um the Almond brothers or something like that in the middle of it or and sometimes we change it to something else we would like to do you know but (laughs) we try to do them a little bit of justice kind of how they would do it
0: yeah that's awesome what was your worst cover
3: Oh, man man, uh, man, we did like a we did a Garth Brooks song one time, and I thought that was probably the end of my musical career.
4: <laughs> yeah, somebody had requested us to play a
3: Garth Brooks song. We
4: we're like, you know, it. Okay, well, we'll try it. And then uh somebody came up to us after that. Now I, I think you guys should stick to rock and roll. <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah,
1: I, I'm a
3: jerk. My dad was out there in the crowd, and, like, I remember we come off the break, and I think he even asked me, like, it was pretty bad. Like, when I walk up to the table, he's like, mm. and it wasn't the last song we did, but, you know, it was probably, like, mid It was
0: that parental look of disappointment, like I talked about the yeah. producers have.
3: Yeah, no, you got <laughs> done with the song, and you hear, like, a, woo, and that's about it, you know, it like. All right, next song, boys. Kick it off. <laughs> and
0: that, that was a woo, it's over, not a woo.
3: Yeah, absolutely. And I, I remember walking up to his table and he goes, was that a Garth Brooks song y'all played? And I'm like, yeah, we're not going to do it again. Don't worry so about
0: it. What you guys should have done is prepared a Chris Gaines song, which remember that was Garth Brooks had that one record, Alter Ego, like that. That's I, exactly. supposed to be like alternative rock. I don't know what that was.
4: <laughs> oh, he had a wig and everything, right? Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. Very um 90s alt rock looking like he could have been in um Savage Garden or something that yeah. you know.
1: <laughs> Yeah, we know that's New Guard. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. Uh what is the first record you guys or album or cd probably C D for you guys that you remember getting?
3: man i could tell you what mine was uh this is a, i don't know if i want to release this or not but it had to have been i know it was a backstreet boys album and it was because uh my <laughs> were like 10 years older than me and when they left the house i basically inherited all their old cd yeah. you know so here i am listening to Backstreet boys and nsync and and all
0: of them. <laughs> ah, that's so yeah, weird. I inherited a Milli Vanilli tape the same way. Inherited.
2: That's okay. My first record was Andy Gibb's Shadow Dancing. So
0: classic.
2: Uh, <laughs> Jared, what about you? What's
0: yours?
4: You know, that's so funny that he said that because I can remember hearing. I, I think we had a cassette like in our family car, you know, growing up. But I, the first, you know, the first record that I bought that i sought out myself um i think it was uh high voltage acdc oh there you
1: go okay there you go yeah
4: like like since i was probably 11 or 12 but i i was i was making it a. uh it was like my my i was uh, collecting all of these acdc uh cds um so i could have them all and i think i I
3: ended up getting like eight or nine and then stopping but um, Wow. I actually have something to add to that if I don't get it'll, it. It'll yeah, let me give myself a little more credibility here, but uh, <laughs> but now I will say first album I ever bought and, and specifically vinyl I ever bought was okay. at a uh, flea market one time. And um, I think we were in Myrtle beach at this flea market. <laughs> and um, you know, my dad's always been real big into vinyl and he still has a huge vinyl collection. And I, I can, I know a lot of, of the albums that he has. He is big ACDC guy and I'm sitting there walking through and I see a for those about to rock, we salute you album. And I know for a fact he does not have that one. And I thought and he wasn't with me. and I thought I'm getting that album. Uh, he will love this. Well, I, I got it and it had a sticker on the front of it. And it says not for um, public uh, general public sale or something like that along those lines. And I thought, what in the world is this? And um, I remember having to go back home and look it up on my computer when I finally had internet and was able to look it all up. And sure enough, it ended up being a um, uh, like a demo album that they used to send to the radio stations like before it was actually out yet. They would send those out to all the radio stations. So it was kind of cool because it was not a, a regular album that you would see, you know, at the local
0: hastings or wherever else that it's got to be worth something huh
3: yeah i mean i don't know quite what and i know they're supposed to come with um, like some pictures and stuff like yeah. that it's, it was basically the epk of the the 70s or or you know or just before the epk era itself yeah. you know um, so yeah i would say it probably is worth something <laughs> yeah
0: I don't, that's awesome it's, not for you, sure you, you, rede- you, you redeemed yourself. Although it was Ernest talking about the Backstreet Boys, so <laughs> <laughs> no, no shame in that. All right, all the members of the band. Who's the most most athletic? I'd say it's probably Jared.
3: I
4: don't know. I, I'll take that as a compliment.
3: <laughs> I would say probably Jared. <laughs> you could also definitely say uh, you could probably. Uh, you can make a pretty good argument for Chris. Chris is Lord of Mercy. Now. He's, I mean, it's a. He's got a P90X workout every show. Oh yeah. So he's uh,
1: yeah
3: Yeah, man, he comes off those drums just dripping sweat.
0: <laughs> Who has the worst taste in food in the band? Hmm, it's
4: got to be Seth. I'm gonna guess that it's Seth. I
3: think that. I think it's Seth. We had we went to Taco Bell and he got <laughs> some just like. <laughs> Two plain crunchy tacos. And I was like, man, <laughs> you get anything off this minion. You got crunchy tacos.
0: <laughs> Did he even put hot sauce on them or anything?
3: <laughs> I don't
0: think so. I was like, man, I'm buying. What do you want? Very plain. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, that's disgusting. Who has the best fashion sense in the band?
4: Hmm. I'm gonna say, uh I, I think that's I'm gonna, yeah. So we we knocked Seth on the last one. I think he's probably <laughs> he has the best fashion sense but he talks itself out of it too much he's too unsure of himself he he, sometimes he'll pull out some uh you know the bell bottoms you know the flares uh and some really cool cool shit but um uh i I, I gotta go with seth
3: seth i I could see seth and i was gonna say john he'll surprise me too man john he's got good taste there's no doubt about that all right very all right all right he's into the very Uh, he's into vintage trucker hats and all that kind of good stuff you know that's cool
0: yeah man just you got to encourage him it sounds like his instincts are right yeah absolutely do you guys prefer to stream like tv and movies or do you like to read
4: oh man you know what i here lately i've been uh i've been doing audiobooks
0: i hate to be difficult on that one but uh maybe it's I, split look, in the look. middle like right through the upright like right you know thread the needle
4: yeah yeah, I know. We uh, I, I just got finished reading um, Tom Petty's. I can't remember the name of it. Um, Tom Petty's uh, biography to tell, that was incredible.
0: Brian, did you read that? You're a big yeah. Tom Petty guy. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so good.
3: Yeah, I'm. I guess I'm probably more for the streaming. I guess yeah. between
0: the two, but
3: even then, I'll be. I don't. I don't uh, watch too terribly much TV either. I don't know. we I'm more of a sitting out on the porch talking kind of guy.
0: Okay. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure your wife, wife probably appreciates that.
3: Yeah. Or she, I drive her crazy. I don't know. If, if it turns TV on, I know she's done. <laughs>
0: <Okay>. <laughs> Very good. Is there anything that you would recommend for Brian and I to check out that's streaming right now?
4: Uh, yeah. Succession. My wife, uh, my wife and I just finished, finished Succession. And that, that was such a good show. Um, that's it's got to be one of my favorite shows. Now, that was um, a
0: big deal. I've heard and read a lot about it. I've not seen it yet, but it's definitely on my to-do list. Oh, it's incredible! Just, we
3: just now got through that uh the 1883 and the 1923 series. I'm sure you've probably seen them, but those are killer series. All the Yellowstone
0: stuff and they're yeah. great stuff. Well, they use Blackberry Smoke music, and you, gotta and you got, yeah, got to watch it. Yeah, they've got. And Whiskey yep. Myers, yeah, you're right. All yep. 49 Winchester. 49 Winchester, another good band. There you go. Those guys are – what state are those guys out of? Tennessee? Kentucky? Georgia? Do you know?
3: Man, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I'll I'll regret saying they're not from Tennessee and then look up and they are, but I'm not sure.
0: If, don't if me. only we had, you know, information on finger chips. And I
4: guess Kentucky. <laughs> And the
0: Virginia? wait a minute Castlewood Virginia wow mm. we were all wrong all right then well there you go just learned something today Virginia <laughs> Uh all right as we kind of get close to wrapping things up what is the worst show you guys have played oh. I let that worst broad for, for a reason
2: worst venue yeah. or worst
0: could be, so. it could be worse for a lot of reasons.
2: Hmm.
4: Yeah, I definitely remember. I don't even know if I want to say it. Um,
0: you don't have to use people's names or the name of the venue if you want to protect, you know.
4: No, this is years ago. We we were, um, we ended up, I think our, our drummer at the time, he was sick. Uh, and, you know, we were friends w- with this other guy that knew our set pretty well. Um, so we like, you know do you want to play it with us and he he did but he, you know when he showed up to the gig he uh, he was drunk you know he he had he had you know really drunk and he uh after the first song it was it was pretty clear that you know he made it through sound check fine yeah well, we, unfortunately
3: uh it got worse and worse as the show was going on like it got to the point where it was, we were all kind of like looking at each other like, man, are we going to make it through this? Yeah. And luckily we, you know, at the time we were, we'd played the venue multiple times. I knew the owner well, and I kind of talked to him. I was like, man, I don't think we're going to make it the whole night, dude. I'm just telling you. And he's like that bad. I'm like, yeah, I think it's that bad. And he's like, well, I'll tell you what y'all. I'm like, I said, we're still willing to try and we got him outside we're going to talk and see what we can figure up and we'll come back on he's like okay cool and uh he was like well if if something happens and it's uh if it's going south just give me a nod and i'm just going to bring the house music up and y'all just turn down and we're just gonna (laughs) fade out out." transition we made it i don't know if we even made it through the first song or if it was the second song of that next set and i immediately looked over i'm like
0: Big nod, like,
3: turn that music (laughs) up right now. We ain't making it.
0: (laughs) Was he drinking because he was nervous or because it was like a party or what? I
3: don't know. I have a feeling it probably started earlier that day. But um, (laughs) I don't know. I I don't know. (laughs) He he just was not uh, in the headspace for drums that night. There's no doubt about that. So kind of disappointing, but, you know. Everybody's got to have a, a bad show at some point, well, I that's guess. That's definitely our worst one, right? You have one that's worse. No, that's the one that <laughs> immediately came to my mind. No and I, thought, I thought, hmm. And then when as soon as she said something about the drama, I thought, oh, I know
4: what this one is. I think need to get a caveat that we would never, you know, with the Dirty Gospel, we don't, we, we, we haven't played a show today without our original lineup. And we yeah. probably wouldn't. You know, where it was
3: it was a different time. I mean, yeah. we were a cover. It was cover. Yeah. And, you know, and we tried to take it as serious as possible back then. You know, we, we take the mm. show and playing seriously. But, you know, when we did we made the change, it was kind of now like, all right, you're in the band. You're mm. in the band. And when we go to play, you know, people expect to see this band not whoever we could get to to play this instrument this day or fill that spot you know um i I don't want to make it look like we're a bunch of session players we are the dirty gospel you know so it's important for everyone to be there for every show
0: i like it so let's leave on a positive note you guys could could choose any band to go out on tour with who you choosing
4: (laughs) by barry smoke charlie give us a call
0: (laughs) <laughs> I, i'll i email them and i'll say hey i got a band for you guys to check out is that is that unanimous
3: that's definitely unanimous but just to change another answer just to have something else i'll definitely throw out whiskey myers in there too because we would be just i mean star if that if something like that was to ever happen
0: yeah i mean i think the way you guys are going this 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 record higher ground great you guys got a great <laughs> sound great energy like I wouldn't be surprised if it happens for one or both bands, would you, Brian?
2: No, man. Talk to Tyler Baker from Goodbye June or the guys from the Weathered Souls. <laughs> okay. Well, <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: You guys yeah,
2: familiar, with familiar with
0: Goodbye June? Say that. Yeah, got, oh, yeah. Right? Are you familiar with Goodbye June?
4: Yes, I am. Yeah, that, yeah killer stuff.
0: Yeah. That last record, dude, see where the night goes, it has that 70s ACD she kind of blues yeah. sleaze rock feel to it, and it's an amazing record.
4: Yeah, it's killer. I mean you, and it's funny, we haven't crossed paths with with them. So I don't I don't mm-hmm. know what they're where they're you know, where they're out of. Um, but
0: Nashville. Um, is it Nashville? Are they
4: Nashville?
0: Yep. Yeah, they're killer. They're they're <laughs> recording a new album right now. Okay, uh, check it out.
2: But those Hold guys on, are those guys are in with the Whiskey Myers guys. Yeah, those okay. Is, yeah. Those Everybody's the weathered them. souls out of Fort Worth.
0: Yeah. A yeah. Knoxville. Hold on. All right. I'm I'm hook, I'm hooking you guys up. I just I just text Tyler Baker for you.
3: Man, we appreciate
0: that. Just 10% of whatever you're in with him. That's it. That's all I ask. <laughs> I hear or,
3: you,
0: or a free shirt.
3: <laughs> well, I was gonna actually say, I do need to get your address as well now that we now that we've met.
0: no i'll I'll tell you what i'll see you guys at a show and we'll take care of it there you go i'll take you up on that i can make something happen i bet you can all right guys i love the record i love what you're doing all of our people listening to this podcast where do we send them to find out more about the dirty gospel
4: follow us on insta facebook uh
0: our website the
4: the dirty dirty Mm gospel.com um yeah, yeah, that's
3: that's pretty much where you're going to get the the majority of all of our new upcoming shows and news and all that kind of good stuff. So all our social and media you're
0: streaming and on all platforms. It looks like. Yes, sir. Is there one place you prefer people to go? Um, Spotify. Yeah. Check out Spotify. Spotify. All right, you guys heard them. Check them out on all the social media platforms. Did you have TikTok? We do not
3: have TikTok
0: yet. We're right. having conversation with our drummers today we were like man we got to get that going
3: so we're we're going to get on tiktok train for long just yeah. put the
0: guy with the most fashion sense on there <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> gotta make it look good well guys thanks for being on love your stuff keep going you heard them spend their stuff on spotify check them out on the website instagram all the good places right brian
2: yes yeah, so thank you so much to garrett and jared from the dirty gospel pick up higher ground the record already gone the single thank you guys so much for being on you guys are in the all things blues and southern rock family right now forever so thank you so much for coming on guys
3: thank you very much we're humbled to be part part of it so
2: we'll thanks, be guys. we'll be
3: following your stuff thank you man
2: big thanks to jared and garrett from our new friends and the new band, the Dirty Gospel. Love to hear about uh, the guys from um, One for the Road coming to check out their show. Good to see the camaraderie and friendships there. Uh, Great to hear how big of fans of Blackberry Smoke those guys are. Um, Just super excited about this new band. I've been listening to them a lot. They were so kind. Love the new record, man. It's really,
0: really good. Check it out. A lot of keys. Yeah.
2: the keys, yeah, you, you really emphasize that. So I've been kind of listening extra for that.
0: I love that. I think the keys in Oregon definitely make the, the sound of like Southern or blues based music. I just love it. And they they put that front and center. So mm-hmm. enjoy. For sure.
2: Yeah, no, I mean, great record, uh, self-titled. I believe I corrected with that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you guys got to check out their record, go out there and get it. It's on Spotify. If you want to hear it,
0: download it. And we got the whole story how they met in high school or junior high and back again in college and were a cover band for a while and added the members and became the dirty gospel that you guys are hearing right now.
2: And, you know, I, they told me, we asked them the story of the, the, how the name came about and they told us. And, of course, in the episode, you know, I'm just like, I wish I would have thought of that. That would have been a perfect name for the podcast. But it, this it is, is.
0: <laughs> perfect name for it's a great name for a southern rock band too oh, though. for
2: sure yeah for sure so well you guys know we got a lot of great stuff coming up so you'll uh look forward to that and until then always remember southern rock is reverent blues is blood we'll see you next time yeah
4: tune that g
3: that's better all right hey we're gonna turn it up and hey from the top real quick one more time